Hey everyone, it's Kevin O'Connor. AKA Kevin O'Bomber. AKA Kevin O'Concert. Kevin! Wait a minute, you're not Chris Vernon. No, Kevin. Sadly, I'm not as cherubic or as raspy as Verno, but it is I, Jay Kyle Man. And folks, basketball has been and continues to be so very good. That's exactly why Kyle and I are hosting a brand new basketball show on a brand new podcast feed, The Ringer's NBA Draft Show. We're going to have you covered every week as we go in-depth and deep dive in hopes of answering an ever-important question in the NBA. Who's got next? Whether it's an international phenom like Victor Wimbanyama or the G League Scoot Henderson or stars from Overtime Elite like Eamon Thompson, as well as a full-blown swarm of talented prospects from the promising 2023 NBA draft class. For sure, Kyle. And we're also going to get into players from the college ranks because this is a loaded class for us to discuss prospects rising and falling. And we're going to revisit and redraft recent draft classes and get into how the league's evolution could help inform what's valuable in a prospect of the future. This is a podcast for a fan of every team, whether you're losing and have high draft lottery odds or you're looking for sleepers later in the draft. We're going to be covering everything in the months to come, so please make sure you follow and subscribe to the Ringer NBA Draft Show. And hit us with those five-star ratings. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Football show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Borbeck. We are going through our must-add players after week 12. Here's how it works. We each are going to pick our top player at each position, and then if we pick the same guy, we're going to fight over them. Trivia tiebreaker. It's not complicated. You'll figure it out. Things to know for entering this week. So there's, if depending on your system, maybe you have one week left in the regular season for fantasy. I feel like most people probably have two weeks left. This week isn't that bad with buys. It's just Cardinals and Panthers. But next week is a catastrophe. It's a bipocalypse. There are six teams on buy for like the final week of the regular season for most fantasy people. So you want to clinch this week because next week it's a catastrophe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So just do your best to not have to worry about next week. But uh, that's going to be terrible. There's also some like pretty good quarterbacks in that group. Well, at least Fields, anyway. He's probably not. He's probably not going to play. Actually, never mind. I was going to say it's actually the quarterback's going to suck. But if you go to whatever <laughs> platform you're on, uh, go on over and just see which of your players are on buy for week 14 because you want to know in advance. So, like, if you're not, if you don't need waivers, either you should be adding waivers for this week, or you should be adding waivers for the following week just to get ahead of the buy for next week, or just like stashing for the playoffs, whatever. So we'll try to hit a bunch of options, whatever makes the most sense. But 
This is crunch time. Yeah. So with all that said, we're going to start with running backs. This is like, I don't know, every year there's always running backs down the stretch that kind of win people leagues randomly. Like, I mean, Justin, remember Justin Jackson had like 30 points in the playoffs last year? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, I mean, even Rashad Penny technically last year. There's a couple guys on this list who I think could pop. They all feel like long shots, but they're, they, it does feel like maybe one of these players that we picked today could be the one to do it and win your playoffs or, or significantly help your team. So, obviously, if these guys are available, Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs, Rashad White for the Bucks, Gus Edwards for the Ravens. We've been talking about these guys for, guys for a while. They all feel like they're starting running backs now. So, hopefully, th- those guys are probably available. If Those guys are probably rostered. If they are available, go and get them. Otherwise, DK, Yo. who is your number one running back you would add off of waivers after Week 12? The other guy that I'd add to that list is Smashy Pirine for the Bengals, who is rostered in probably more leagues than not, but he makes it still in the concussion protocol as of Monday morning. So if he cannot play again next week, that's another one to, to keep in mind. But uh, I had Edwards, Pirine, and then my next up, if he's still out there, oh, well, he's definitely still out there, Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight for the Jets, who 14 carries, Came out of nowhere, yards. this guy, Zonovan Knight. This person is the most Madden user-generated name I've ever seen, Zonovan <laughs> Knight. There was definitely some people who liked him as a sleeper in the draft. He's a rookie. Um, but I believe he went undrafted, landed with the Jets. He's obviously been buried on the depth chart there. Um, but I guess James they Robinson, just hate James Robinson. James Robinson was a healthy scratch, you guys. It's very yeah. interesting. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going on there. Maybe just the Achilles injuries catching up with him or whatever. But Knight looked pretty solid. 14 carries, three targets, three catches. Um, he was basically the early down guy for the Jets. Michael Carter, it sounds like, has a... Well, he has an ankle injury. We don't know how much time he's going to miss. But I think until we know, you have to kind of assume Zonovan Knight is going to be the guy for the Jets going forward. Obviously, he's going to um, mix in with Ty Johnson, but he looks like the guy who's going to get the most volume. And by the way, just like with Mike White under center, this this offense might actually be pretty good or at least serviceable. So uh, he would probably be at the top of my list just based on the fact that it seems like Michael Carter could miss a couple weeks. Yeah, I, I also picked Zonovan Knight. So are we, go, are we going Bam Knight or are we going Zonovan? Bam. Where does Bam, Bam even come from? It's his nickname. But what sure. does he go by? Is it like how Sauce Gardner is like, just call him Sauce? Well, there are websites that refer to like True Media has him as Bam. Yeah. We'd have to talk to his mom, Heifetz, but I think he goes by Bam. Yeah. So I, I think I, I'm taking Zonovan Knight as well. He played 18 of 22 early down snaps after Carter left. And Ty Johnson's still just going to be the, the guy they mix in on third downs. Anything's possible in the Mike White offense. We've seen running backs flourish <laughs> with Mike White. They took off last Checked year. Downs. I think it was Ty Johnson. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with I'm going with Bam. The, the rare guy who has a nickname that's cool, but also has a first name that's cool. It's usually yeah. one or the other. <laughs> you like Saquon doesn't have a nickname because he doesn't need one. But Zonovan, right. Bam. Either way, he's number one. So yeah, I have that too. Barnaby wants the trivia to just be like how how many people have rostered Zonovan Knight in fantasy, but <laughs> we can do an actual trivia question for the trivia tiebreaker. All right, it is the Bam Knight showdown Bam! time. Bam! Bam! <laughs> Bam! Okay, this one is from Danny in Washington D.C. Danny. Danny, wow, so this is from you. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted you guys to say Danny. <laughs> uh, I named this after, if you didn't listen to our Sunday show, there's this guy named Cloyce Box. It's a whole thing. It was Cloyce. really funny. How many babies were named Cloyce in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so like, total I, in the world? 
<laughs> no, did America, you look this up? Do you know the answer? I, I wrote down my answer before I looked up the answer. So I already okay, know okay. what I what mm. I put down. So, and so I'll text it to you guys. How many so, babies were named Cloyce in Cloyce. People don't know. We were talking about Josh Jacobs at 300 yards from scrimmage. And like only 11 people were done that. And like one of them was Cloyce Box. And we're like, who is Cloyce Box? <laughs> Cloyce. Good Lord. It's close enough to Royce that I feel like there's going to be some people called that. Remember how his twin brother is named Boyce? What is it being close to Royce you have to do <laughs> with anything? Like they, they, they name it close by accident? It's like no, a fudge it's like the pen? like do a little spin on, on Royce. Just a little, uh, you know. Yeah, but the, know. the name Baramy is only one letter away from Jeremy. <laughs> I don't think people are just naming kids Baramy. Baramy. Well, we're literally having this conversation for Zonovan, which I assume is like a Z instead of Donovan. This so, is one I mean, of those answers where I yeah, feel like... Craig. I feel like I could say like seven and it could be correct or I could say like... A thousand. Seven, yeah, 700. And it could <laughs> All be right, correct. well, type in your answers and text them. Uh, God, I have no idea. Okay, three, two, one, go. <laughs> if it said 500, Craig said 19, <laughs> 19. And I said 150. Uh, what is said 150, answer? almost on the dot. 150. Oh my God, no, I did it wrong. Oh, wait, it says there's 159 in the last 100 years. That can't be right. <laughs> That's no. a bit different. It says, I, su- I looked it up for 2021. And why do- I was trying to do this without seeing the answer. And it said 1880 to 2019, there were 159 total. That can't be right. I think we got to assume Craig won this one. Yes. <laughs> I think so. There's yeah. no one still on their the kid answer. Cloyce. Cloyce. <laughs> Cloyce and Boyce. Email ringerfacefootball at gmail.com if you named your kid Cloyce. If you've ever met a Cloyce. All right, Craig, you get ba- bam. Bam. Is that, what am I doing that for? Is that like the Kenny Powers? Bam. What is that from? No, no it's, the, it's a hangover. The cop in the hangover. Well, isn't it from uh, Step Brothers too? With the, uh, what's his face with the Catalina wine mixer? Uh, oh, you know, he it. says, uh, he says, pow. Oh, yeah. Pow. <laughs> same, no, that's spiritually the, he's the a, same. A Rob Riggle. So, it's the Rob Riggle. Rob bang. Riggle, yes. Anyway, anyway, Greg, you get bam. Damn. Doesn't, get, isn't it Emeril Lagasse, the cook? Doesn't he go bam when he ha- and he seasons his food? <laughs> I feel like there's probably a lot of people. There's probably a bam. lot of people with the bam. All right. right, so I get second since I'm next closest. Hypha said 500. I said 150. Craig, you had a good option here because I don't think the options after bam night are all that great. So coming out of last week, uh, Jeff Wilson... He left the game briefly, did return, and then they were blowing out the Texans so much that like they kind of went with their backups. So Miles Gaskin is an option, but I don't know if he's actually going to get a ton of play going forward if Jeff Wilson's okay. Um, Travis Etienne for the Jags left the game. Sounded like he hurt his foot. They were just like taking precautions, didn't put him back in, but it sounds like he's planning on playing. It doesn't sound like it's a serious injury. Otherwise, I would have said Michael Hasty and or Daryl Henderson, who they claimed off of waivers, would be good options. Um, but again, we don't really know exactly how much time either of those guys are going to go get it next, seems like next week. Travis Etienne's going to play. So it, right. it, it's kind of hard to play Jermichael Hasty. Or, yeah. Know, and so, and then obviously CMC and Elijah Mitchell are both kind of banged up. Mitchell sounds like he's going to miss like multiple weeks. Christian McCaffrey is more just like they're going to manage his workload a little bit because he's got some knee soreness or something, some patellar tendon maybe or something. Um, so again, there's not a lot of great options here. I, I'm really kind of struggling to like pick a guy here. Heifetz, what do you think? So I think if you could identify who the Niners running back would be who would replace Elijah Mitchell, right. if I could take 49ers running back X, I would like that guy. The problem is who is that guy? And we're recording this Monday, maybe it's been answered by now, but basically 
if whoever gets Elijah Mitchell's role, that's super valuable because first of all, McCaffrey's not even getting all the goal line work, like just goal line chances for the Niners. Like that's really, really valuable. Not to mention if McCaffrey does get his injury worse. That's a terrible way to say it. But if McCaffrey worsens <laughs> his injury, then Aggravates it, suddenly yeah. you have like a top 15 player. But who's that going to be? So it, it, Jordan Mason was the guy who got a bunch of carries this week. But I kind of feel like he's just a special teams player and he happened to be active and they don't actually right. want to give Jordan Mason the job. Tyrion Davis-Price, I actually think, was the guy that the Niners and Kyle Shanahan wanted to take this role the first time Elijah Mitchell got hurt in week one. But then Tyrion Davis-Price came in, he got 14 carries. Then he sprained his ankle. So then they had to sign Tevin Coleman. So this is all a mystery. It's like trying to predict what Shanahan does yeah. is stupid. If they activate Tevin Coleman, obviously Coleman is the guy, but even then, is he worth it? <laughs> That's I will, the other thing. I do Tevin think Coleman's if they don't, the though, if they don't, though, I think Tyrion Davis-Price is the guy. Like, Tyrion Davis-Price is the guy that I think could do it. But overall, you're not playing any of these guys this week because you don't know what's going to happen. So it's more like you would just be kind of hoping that they would have value later or like basically handcuffing Christian McCaffrey. So yeah. the Niners are a weird situation. But then what else do you do? You go to the Rams, you have Kyron Williams. And you're like, oh, you get the lead running back and a timeshare on like the worst offense in the NFL other than the Texans. Yeah. I'm feeling really yeah. good about it's my brutal. Like <laughs> yeah. I really, yeah. We're talking ourselves in circles here. I think you really just, it, it's going to be a shot in the dark and it's going to be to hold on your bench not to play this week. And I guess I would probably go Tyrion Davis Price, just because the potential upside there in case Christian McCaffrey does get, like, does aggravate his injury even more. Um, but again, we don't even know for sure if he'd be the guy. So it's it's more just like a shot in the dark. I'll go with TDP, but don't feel great about it. TDP, the famous TDP. Also, yes. you don't need to abbreviate anyone's name as Tyrion. Like, that's so cool. I didn't know real people yeah. were named Tyrion. I thought it was just Game of Thrones. Let's just call him Tyrion for now and just mononym. So I, yeah, he should be in the mononym. There are more Tyrions or Cloises out there? Probably Tyrion, right? Yeah. Well, now post thrones definitely. Yeah. Uh, I will say the other person is Jarek McKinnon for the Chiefs, who had a terrible mm -hmm. game and people are probably sick of. But like Clyde Edwards-Alaire is on injured reserve for the Chiefs, and Jarek McKinnon didn't play because the Chiefs were playing the Rams and they were like fifteen point favorites or whatever. The money line on the Chiefs was like minus twenty. It was like you would have had to put twenty five hundred dollars down to win back a hundred. That was the money line for the Chiefs, so they were up the whole game. But the the Chiefs are playing the Bengals this week, so if you're truly in a pinch, like, you know, that could be a shootout. Jack McKinnon could get, like, five, six catches in that game. Yeah, sure. The other guy you could throw out here is Ty Johnson for the Jets, who is more of the 1B to Bam Knight, likely, but he does catch passes. He's he's more of a pass catcher, I think, than... And I believe Knight. it was him who exploded. He who exploded with Mike White last year. Yeah. I think the thing with, that was interesting was Zonovan Mitchell just kind of playing way more than Michael, than Ty Sonovan Knight. Sonovan yes. Knight. Yeah, sorry. Bam Knight. I, we keep changing this guy's name. What did I, you I said, Well, you said Mitchell. I was thinking Donovan yeah. Mitchell, like uh, NBA. Ah. I don't know. They said to call him McNabb. Anyway, point being, Ty Johnson's also probably pretty. Like, I would rather have Ty Johnson than some of these freaking people. I don't know. It's, it's a weird week. That's the point. Yeah, so to, to recap, recap. Samaj so P. Ryan, if he's out there, if he if if Mixon misses another week, he's a great start. Gus Edwards, I think you can plug right into your lineup. Bam Knight, I think you could probably plug into your lineup this week. And then everyone else is like a speculative ad. My, my real takeaway is I wish I had just cheated with the Cloyce thing. I should have just like pretended <laughs> I didn't know the answer. Yeah, you blew your uh, opportunity here. Other people that stash, Chuba Hubbard, the Panthers are on vibe. Like there you, you got go. 17 carries, Deontay Foreman's a little banged up, and then they're coming uh out of the bye and they're playing the Seahawks in week 14. 
or, uh, and again, so many teams are on buy that even if you don't need Shuba Hubbard, if you look at your opponent, you could see maybe they have a bunch of running backs on buy. Just taking a running back away from them would be good. And if you want to stash Alex Madison, uh, if anything happens to Dalvin Cook, Madison would probably be a top seven running back just because the Vikings are going to face like three of the worst six defenses for the running game down the stretch. So like he's Alex Madison's like this really valuable handcuff that's probably like even extremely more valuable just because they get to play the Lions and stuff. All right. Receivers? Receivers. I have the feeling that we all have the same guy here. Well, maybe not. I'm going with Zay Jones for the Jags. Here's the bottom line. He has a 32% target rate in the last three weeks. 10 targets last week, 14 targets this week. That is all you can ask for on the waiver wire right there. Um, plus, I think he's pretty good, honestly. So, who, did you guys have Zay Jones? Would you take Zay Jones over Traylon Burks, the Titans? I would right now. Those are the two that I was stuck between. I actually have Traylon Burks listed slightly mm, ahead. Going for the upside there? Or? Yeah. The, the plan- volatility is what worries me. Well, they're playing the Eagles next week. Who We just watched that game against the Packers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Burks is a better player, more dynamic. Uh, they use him in more interesting ways. But I, they, they're both actually really solid wide receiver picks, but I, I, I lean yeah. Burks. Okay, I'm cool with that. I mean, I love Burks, but, uh, but yeah, I want Jones. Heifetz, what'd you do? It's the scientific strategy the Titans have. Derrick Henry just fumbling into the end zone for Burks <laughs> to recover like he's like a caddy or something. That's just... He was, you know. he was blocking his ass off down the field. Got to hand it to him for that. That is right? true. Effort play. See, kids, that's what happens when you... When you <laughs> you know, give the extra effort. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go with Burks. So, right. I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised you went to uh, Zay Jones. Thing, but okay. I mean, he had, he had 14 targets, Here's 11 the catches. Yeah, Zay Jones to me is probably a higher floor type player where you're going to get the targets. You're going to get the target rate week in and week out. I think Trevor Trevor Lawrence is playing really, really well right now. With Burks, I really love Burks. Like he was one of my favorite rookies coming in. Um, but I do think there's going to be week in week in week out variability here where. This is just a, an extremely run-heavy team. Um, he's still not playing a ton in non-11 personnel sets. So, like, it kind of depends on their game plan if he's going to be playing a ton. Like, his his snaps are going up week in and week out. But, um, like, he I'm just... I'm switching. I want Zay Jones. Well, also, you didn't even mention this. <laughs> the Jaguars play the Lions. This they week. play the Lions. I'm up. switching. I want Zay Jones. What a okay. week for the letter Z. Yeah, wow. That's definitely <laughs> never happened before. Zonovan and like, Zay. Oh, Z's. Is there even a tight end? He starts his name. There's no Coquiefed at tight end for the Z. I don't think there All is. Right. Uh, so Wait, the, well, the, what about the name Zach? There's definitely some Zachs. Oh, there. yeah. I forgot about Zach. Zach Gentry? Is that a, is that a tight end? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a stealer. Right. All right, so we got to do the, the Zay Jones <laughs> showdown time. Sweet. Hell yeah. Another Z. It is the Zay Jones showdown time. This is... I, there's a funny one, but then there's also one I kind of want to give you to. It's from Derek. Derek. In the movie Happy Gilmore, how many seconds elapse in the movie until the first time they go to Happy's Happy Place cutaway? Like, how many seconds into the movie did they show Happy's Happy Place where he's got the beer? Oh, everything? so like, okay. How long into the movie? Honestly, I'll take it in minutes. I'll just compare it. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, seconds. Seconds is a little ridiculous. I think there's two happy place cutaways and then one happy place cutaway that that turns dark. I think. <laughs> where, I think it's just one. Yeah, that's that's where Shooter starts like making out with Grandma and kiss mask. Everyone's wearing black <laughs> instead of white. He, yeah, yeah like sucking on her tongue. He like hooks up with Julie Bowen and then hooks up with his mom. His oh, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, I got a, I got a number in mind. I, I'm probably way off. Text but. it to us. 
All right, Craig, you ready? All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Craig said 26 minutes. Dika said 41. It is an hour and six minutes into the movie. No way. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of late. Like, isn't the first one where he's like just getting way too frustrated on the tour because Shooter's getting into his head? And then I forget who tells him to go to his happy place. Is it Chubbs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hour six. All right, DK, you win again. You get another Z for your collections. I get Sherlock Burks and Craig. I'm very interested to see who you take now. I think like Elijah Moore is tantalizing. However, he did have two targets. Yeah. I, this is a super boring pick, but the guy kind of delivers over and over. I think I might go with DeAndre Carter on the Chargers, who has had 50 yards or a touchdown in three of four games. I don't think Mike Williams is going to be back. They're playing the Raiders. I considered Matt Collins, Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham. We don't know what's going on with him. Darius Slayton, I included in the group because on ESPN, he's under 40. What do I don't want him. Darius? I'm, okay. I'm good on the Giants. I don't need the Giants going to Washington. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, 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 I think I'll take the guy that just, again, my philosophy, pick players with good quarterbacks. I'll take DeAndre Carter. So you <laughs> pick players with good quarterbacks and you're not going to take Elijah Moore with Mike White. That's to be clear. The best <laughs> yeah. quarterback. Yeah, I'm going with DeAndre Carter. Uh, he's really important to the Chargers offense. It's like you watch him and every time he gets the ball, you're like, is this the only person with like actual juice in this offense other than Eckler? He's good. Like, he's good. He's just straight up good. I can't believe it, but he's good. I would roll with Elijah Moore. You're right that he's not playing enough that you feel good about it, but you're also like, this guy, Elijah Moore is basically a first-round pick last year that everyone just had glowing things to say about, like inside the Jets and also watching like he was just incredible. And also was like literally the number one receiver, I think, in fantasy for like the month that Mike White was quarterback last year. I know Garrett Wilson's there now, but I'm kind of like, I want to just bet on the, the the talent in like a week and more time with Mike White practicing. Did you see what he said after the game? Oh, you wanted to kiss the ball or something? The ball missed <laughs> yeah, him? Yeah, it was like the weirdest, the weirdest quote ever. Hold on, let's see if I can find it here. Um, can we play it? No, I miss it. I was, I was talking to it yesterday. I was talking to the ball and I was just like, damn, like... You already know how I feel about you. And I was kissing her and I was telling her it's going to be soon. It's going to happen soon. So, you know, it says, you know, be patient. You know, it's going to come, man. The storm, you don't weather the storm, you become the storm. You know, so I'm, I'm just thankful. You know, I can't thank God enough, man. So the ball responded? Oh, yeah. She told me she loved me and she wanted to get back to it. Yeah. Other guy we'll throw out there. I mean, again, Matt Collins. Boring. Best receiver in the league, touchdowns. maybe. I refuse. I still refuse. Why? <laughs> no reason. DK just like <laughs> irrationally. DK yeah. does hold no more sense. hatred in his heart than I thought. No, it's not hatred. It's literally just like embracing that I have a blind spot for a player. He's he's like one of those guys. I'm just like I refuse to ever. Matt Collins guy. has 530 receiving yards this year. <laughs> he's good. I'm sure he's, he's going to have like 850 yards to end the season. This is much more a bit than advice. Let me put it that way. How about that? I just refuse to do it. I just anything. I I want a lot of Chargers and Raiders. I feel like that game is going to be 35 to 30 guaranteed. Well, Matt Collins, I don't know. You watch the Raiders and you're like, wow, Matt Collins is actually important to this team. Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills is also like a guy that's yeah. good in theory. He's so boom bust. And honestly, I'm just afraid of it. Like, I just, especially getting like that guy that's like in theory good. And then you plug him into your lineup and he gets two points. He's playing the Patriots this week. And it, he did have his like the best game of his career against the Patriots. But they play against a bunch of man and Isaiah McKenzie's better against man. But it's like they're playing Thursday Night Football. And if you're going to plug someone in your lineup, aren't you waiting usually for like Jamar Chase to be game time decision? And then you th- like, like, I don't know, committing to Isaiah McKenzie on Thursday. It's like, are you really going to do that? It's tough. Probably not. I like Darius Slayton more than all these guys. I'm surprised you guys aren't into Slayton. They just have nobody else. Oh, I'm aware. I've been watching. <laughs> uh, stashes. 
Jamison Williams, the Lions is coming back soon, so you could stash oh. him on injury reserve. However, the obvious one. Odell Beckham. This airplane thing. Yeah. Bizarre story. It's hard to know what to make of it. So basically, the the if you haven't seen this by now, the long, long story short is basically Odell Beckham's lawyer says, so he was he was on the plane, and there's the police version, there's the air airplane, the airline version, and the his lawyer's version. And something between they tried to wake him up and he was like in and out of consciousness. So they returned to the gate and kicked AKA him off. They never leave, kicked him off the plane. Maybe. Or his lawyer says he was asleep with a blanket over his face <laughs> because, you know, he's really famous and people do take pictures of him while he sleeps. So he's sleeping with a blanket over his face, wakes up, and they're like, get off the plane, sir. And he's like, why didn't you wake me up? I, mm. Who knows what's true? However, doesn't sound like it's going to affect anything, though, right? He was flying to L.A. Chargers? I, well, didn't he just live there? I think the thing with Odell is it's like, it's, I don't know, you can stash him, but no one knows how healthy he is. Like, like all the, the Cowboys are doing the Giants, no one knows how healthy he is. No one's seen him run. No one, you know what I mean? I'm kind of like, you can stash him, but I feel like you're going to have to be plugging him into your lineup. And he's not signing with anyone this week. So once he signs, you have to practice. I don't know. It's, it's like, you know, plug him in for like the semifinals. Probably not. I kind of agree. I think he has a lot of name value, but in reality, I'm not sure what he's actually going to give you. I agree. Almost would rather stash James Williams to the Lions. Matt Collins. Looking to get more out of this NFL season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over, under, yards. Giants are playing Washington this week. I love the Giants. I'm going to bet on Washington. Emotional hedge. Also, Giants are hurt. Mostly an emotional hedge. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland and Marylanders. Make sure you get in on the action. Also, with great offers boosts just for you. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with the promo code RINGERFANTASY. Make every moment more of FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online, no money wager only. Refund issues, non withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, or Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467369 in New York, Tight ends. Blech. I'm going to cut to it. I'm just doing Foster Moreau for the Raiders. Bang. Fight me. My Foster Moreau over Cole Komet pick paid off. Yeah, I'm going with Foster Moreau also. There's like not a lot else. I've never needed to win a showdown time board. This is the most disgusting The stakes group. are high right we now. We always <laughs> bitch about the tight end position. Figuring out who I was going to take if Foster Moreau was gone is one of the worst experiences I've had yeah, doing this tough. podcast. It's tough. All right. We have Zonovan, Zay, and Foster. The best showdown time week for names we've ever had. It is the Foster Moreau showdown time. Woo! Hands in the air, baby. Woo! All right. It's from Jeff. 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 For those who don't know, DK admitted last week that he eats a quesadilla every day for like 20 years. <laughs> Jeff's not going to tell me I'm going to die early, is he? In this well, I mean, it, I think how many pounds implied. of cheese, how many tortillas has DK oh, no. eaten in 15 years? <laughs> 
Well, I'm just saying for people who don't know, DK literally was just like tortilla and like shredded cheese. Like there's no, he didn't put anything in it. Honestly, the weirdest part was him thinking that it was weird that we thought it was weird. I didn't think it was weird that you thought it was weird. I think it's, I think it's weird. I should oh, not okay, be eating good. a quesadilla every day. Okay. Hey, as listen, long as we're do, all the same. You be you, DK. <laughs> don't let anybody tell you what to do. I just have never gotten sick of it. That's all. Don't ever pick up Matt Collins and don't ever stop eating quesadillas. <laughs> Thank you. You Craig. should definitely Thank do you. one of those things. That should be your Twitter bio. Never picking up Matt Collins. <laughs> never Hollins. eating quesadillas. Hashtag never Hollins. What was it? What is it? Quesadilla or quesadilla? Quesadilla or quesadilla or quesadilla? <laughs> so Jeff writes. Jeff writes in honor of quesadilla. I go. have a trivia question. In pounds, how big oh, is God. the U.S. government's cheese stockpile? <laughs> oh, that's good. What a phenomenal is, question. Where do they keep it at Fort Knox? I have so many questions about the U.S. government cheese stockpile. So we got to guess, 51? and then we'll, we'll learn into this. I man. Is it in, where's the most cheese Are we talking stored? like, Wisconsin? are we talking pounds, tons? What, pounds. What's the metric? Okay. Pounds. pounds. I'm ready. I will text you guys the answer. How many, so essentially this question is, how many pounds of cheese currently exists in America? No, no. It's the U.S. government stockpile. Like they have, a, I think what he's asking is there's like a, oh, maybe I misinterpreted. I thought it was like, you know, they have like a, the oil reserve or whatever. I thought this was there's like a, a cheese government. cheese reserve? That's what I thought the question was. Like, if we went to war tomorrow, like, how, the government's just like, all right, Start guys, rationing we got cheese. cheese. Yeah, don't Is worry. Is that right? We're rationing cheese in case of a famine or a world I war? I think we got, like, a seed bank. Why wouldn't we have a cheese bank? Interesting. I mean, I could be completely wrong, but he used the word stockpile. That's not like... Yeah. Stockpile's not like a like a market. Man, I there's, a, there's like a Seth Rogen movie waiting to happen where, like, the world runs out of food and all we can eat is cheese or something like that. There's something there. We're <laughs> shopping it. it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm workshopping it. Like I'm ready. I, I've sent my, I, I'm ready. So we're when talking pounds. Ready. Pounds of cheese the U.S. government has stockpiled. What a, what a sentence. Again, these questions are so impossible to answer. Uh, all right, I got a number in mind. Okay, whatever. I don't know. All right, three, two, one, go. I said a million pounds. Craig said 50,000. I said 100,000. <laughs> I feel like oh my God. a stockpile of 100,000 pounds of cheese would not last very long. i probably guess too low. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we were all wrong, but you guys were more wrong. <laughs> That's a lot more. <laughs> Today, the growing stockpile is primarily owned by dairy companies and is stored by where- in warehouses around the country. U.S. cheese cold storage holdings totaled one and a half billion pounds as of April 2022. Yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know if this is a government stockpile. Yeah, see, I don't think so either. That sounds like That's just how much cheese... That's the cheese companies that if there's like... if. Suddenly, they couldn't make any more cheese. They had extra. But is it is it cheese that the government is paying for the dairy companies to hold on to, or is it just how many how much cheese every dairy company has combined? Is it government owned cheese by way of dairy companies, or is it just how much cheese is in America? No, yo, I think it is government owned. Attempts have been made to get rid of the cheese stockpile. Over the years, the government established federal food welfare programs to encourage milk consumption in schools throughout the country. Yet despite their best efforts to de- decrease the surplus, America's cheese stockpile continues to grow. What? We got so much cheese. That makes you sleep at night, I bet. That's helpful. Why are we, why are we spending money on this? <laughs> Whose idea was this? I guess cheese lasts for a very Lobbyists. long time. It's easy to make. It's cheap. Why are we doing this? This is stunning. Who's done it? Oh, stunning. Interesting. So, wait, yeah. so ha- it, was a, it was a billion pounds? Oh, no, it's, it's privately owned. 
The U.S. government does not own so full Sorry circle. Okay, so <laughs> all, all went, that we just went full circle. I don't so, know. Do we know <laughs> the answer? <laughs> what is the answer, dude? I I don't know. It's complicated, man. It's cheese. It's a, we're talking about billion pounds of cheese ownership. I feel like we didn't come to an answer here. We did it because we have no idea how much cheese the, the government wasn't the has. question. The government stockpile. Yes. Yeah, I feel, I'm feeling a lot better. What about was my... the answer that was given by whoever did this? I forgot what the name was. Jeff, what did Jeff, Jeff say? One and a half billion. But we, it was the question was how we interpreted it. The word stockpile is the word government in the question. I would have guessed a much larger number had it had the question been framed as how much cheese is our dairy companies holding in America. <laughs> for what it's worth, same. The stakes are too high for us to have so much ambiguity here. Foster Moreau is on the line. I can't <laughs> I can't do this Hunter Henry shit, all right? I can't have Jordan Akins. <laughs> I can't live like that. <laughs> this is a much more complicated question than I ever anticipated. Not to derail this podcast even further, but just seeing on the old Twitter here, the ankle injury for Michael uh, Carter is considered not that serious. He's day-to-day. Does that change anything here? We still go with night. Well, it seems like every other prospect that we're considering also has a player ahead of them who might, may or may not play. So I feel like the day to day thing is the biggest red herring, though. Like it never. I still take Knight because I think he's just better than James Robinson, and the Jets have a good offense now. Also, he was he was mixing in before Michael Carter got hurt. What do you mean he's better than James Robinson? What happened? James Robinson was really good (laughs) this year. What happened? He tore no, he tore his Achilles, and then he got hurt again early in the season. Like he's dealing with an injury that they're not super totally disclosing. But like, I just love how you're already declaring. Did you watch how many snaps? The Jaguars trading him away. I know. I don't know. I just, I've watched James Robinson. He looks good sometimes. Don't take I've, my word for it. Take the Jets. James Robinson was a healthy scratch for this game. Yeah, the Jets are a real good barometer for which players they play are being the best. <laughs> oh, my God. That's kind of funny. <laughs> He's like, touche. He's like, okay, a fair point. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, the Jaguars traded him away, and the Jets don't even use him. So what, what, what do we decide about this? Che- yeah, what's going on with the cheese discussion? You're here? not going to like the answer, but I mean, I got the million pounds, so I, I kind of feel like whatever. I get right, We were misled, bucket. but it's fine. Bamboozled, led astray, run amok. At least I'm second. Not great options again. Craig, you mentioned him. I'm just going to go with Hunter Henry. I guess should have had that Ugh. second TD. <laughs> Ugh. Can we just talk about how the fact the NFL should, if you, if it takes more than like ten or twenty seconds to review a play that is called a catch on the field, it should not be overturned. No, I, I have a firm belief in this. It's not the time. It's, it's th- you get three replays. Because yeah, there we go. It, it, the rule is clear and obvious. You should all, if you have to see something really more than twice, it's not clear and obvious. You see it, I'm like, oh yeah, and then you watch it again to confirm. Yeah. Sure, give them three. If you need to watch any angle a fourth time, it's not clear and obvious. Yeah, if it's <sighs> under a microscope, nothing is a catch. If, it's, yeah. if you get the fourth time, no. It's over. Well, no, I, I almost, I, this sounds like dumb, but I almost actually want to give the refs only three versions of each replay. Yeah, I agree. Actually, I very much it. agree. And they can't make up their mind by then, then it, that's it. People in my mentions this week, uh, when they were reviewing, they spent like five minutes reviewing this DK Metcalf catch, no catch thing. And it's just absurd because like, if it takes you that long, it shouldn't be overturned. The thing that people were saying in my mentions that I thought was interesting was, I don't think this actually probably makes a lot of sense because you want to get the thing right, but they they were saying you should only watch the play in full speed, and if you can't overturn it, then it's just don't overturn it. No slow mo, just full speed. I don't hate that. That's a bad take. 
It's kind of interesting. Part of me is like it's good take. Part of me is like it's bad. How did we start talking about this? You want to get it right, but also like... You know what's funny? You know the logic. You know who's right most of the time? Just like the fucking average football fan on the couch. Get that no, guy and be like, did he catch it or did he not? Not just that. Not just that. I have to <laughs> the say, audience avatar. Me, the refs are good. This is the thing. The refs do a great job. You ever watch stuff live and like you're like, oh no way, that spot's right. And you watch the replay and you're like, oh my god, that was like the perfect spot. I can't believe they do that. Yeah, somebody it's had a crazy catch this week, and they I think it was a Keenan Allen. Somebody had a sideline catch, and they like barely dragged their toes and the ref caught it. I was like, wow. Dude, it happened at the Giants at Thanksgiving where there was something, I'm like, he was, he was touched down. And then I was like, oh my God, it wasn't. I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of impressive. Like, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. And yet the review process sucks though. Like they're good in the moment. It, no, but no, I have to say, but it's getting better. No matter how bad it's been, there is no argument that this is not the best year for instant replay in like maybe 10 years. Like, like they have cut down. The reason that that's was true. so long, that's they true. used to all be that long. I think we can still try and get better, though. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm just saying they're improving. Anyway, how do we start talking about this? Who did you take? Hunter Henry got a touchdown overturned this weekend. Right, that was stupid. So you're taking Henry. I'm going to take Jordan Akins, I guess. You guys don't want Tyler Conklin? Now that Mike White's resurrected? Nah, Jordan Akins, you know, 60 yards, two of his last three games. Touchdown last week. Kyle Allen. I'm kind of stunned you guys wouldn't take Tyler Conklin now that Mike White is the quarterback for the Jets. I had Conklin on my list. I don't, he had I don't three targets Conklin. last week. I don't, yeah. Okay, but it was also raining. And he still, mm-hmm. they, they played I really mean, well. This is where we are, though. Like, touchdown or bust. Touchdown or you're fucked is basically what's going on with tight ends now. I mean, yeah, but like, I don't know. Ugh. We don't need to argue about Jordan Akins versus Tyler Conklin. Gross. <laughs> I will say the other one I will throw out there. It's fair. There are two others I will throw out there as lifelines. Robert Tanyan, just because if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, just kind of see what happens with Jordan Love. I don't know. And the yeah. other one, I will actually throw out Tyler Higby, who is owned in like 90% of leagues. However, no catches, no targets, no points last week. Those people tend to get dropped, honestly, because he's done that like a couple times in the last months. I feel like if Tyler Higby does get cut this this week, because I think a lot of people will cut him, he was he had a knee injury, and this whole game was... I, I kind of think next week, the, the Rams are playing the Seahawks, Kind of feel like Tyler Higby could like the, be the focal point of the Rams passing game next week. It's not pretty, but I probably would. If Tyler Higby had to cut, I would take him over any of these guys other than Foster Moreau, even though yep. he did nothing last week. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud, or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. All right, quarterback. This is not super fun. So Deshaun Watson is back for the Browns this week. Weirdly, he's making his first start uh, against the Texans, which is just kind of weird. Uh, just speaking for myself, like I, I have not recommended Sean Watson all year. If he's available, 
I, I, I'm not going to judge people who get him, but like, I won't be adding him. I'm not going to suggest adding him. This is fantasy football. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to have a good time. And like, I'm not going to have a good time like yelling at my TV on Sunday, like rooting for Deshaun Watson. So I'm just not going to put myself in that position. I don't really think it's, I don't know. It's something about it feels like contrarian to like the point of the game to be rooting for Deshaun. Uh, also, he hasn't played a football game in like 700 days, so he might not even be good. So, yeah, you know, everyone can make up their own minds if he's available. Otherwise, I will say Trevor Lawrence, who was amazing last week, Trevor Lawrence playing the Lions. If you need a quarterback this week, that's probably the guy that I, like I, would, that I would target if he's around. Kenny Pickett versus the Falcons? Craig, how do we feel about Kenny Pickett? The thing about the Falcons, though, is they just like chew up time of possession. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's That game's going to be boring and weird. Honestly, the only teams I'll buy this week, Panthers and Cardinals, you don't need a quarterback. If you have Kyler Murray, you already have a backup quarterback. He just missed the last two weeks. So, like, I kind of don't think anyone needs one. You're probably yeah. fine. Defenses? Man, go get the Seahawks. Playing the Rams? Yeah, I guess DK so. just made a yeah. face. Bryce Perkins? The playing against the Rams, you're, you're correct. That's the Rams not a very are good awful. offense right now. <laughs> but still, Seahawks, man, they've been struggling. Um, but, yes, I think that's probably a good... A good recommendation. McVay might play for the Rams for all we know. McVay, he might have to. Seriously. Like, George is, because he, you know, got that award. Over Better Calvin than Calvin Johnson. Johnson. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Better player. Uh, the Browns are also playing the Texans. Browns, not a great defense. And like, but Texans, Kyle Allen, no need to say more. Good luck guarding Jordan Akins, but yeah. And I will say, check out the Steelers playing Monday to football. We're recording this before Monday, so maybe the Steelers look terrible, but like, I don't know. And every game that TJ Watt plays, I kind of feel like he's the best. What a great it's, game tonight. Matt Ryan versus Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's too bad we're missing it. Wanted to hit a couple other things while we're talking about like defense, just in terms of stashing defenses ahead of time. If people drop the Chiefs defense because the Chiefs are playing the Bengals this week, add the Chiefs defense because the week after they play the Bengals, they play the Broncos and then the Texans. So like get Kansas City if they're available or anyone cuts them. Wow. Titans similar. And then also if, if you're like want to think ahead ahead, the Cardinals play Denver in week 15. So, like, if you already think you're going to get, like, a first-round bye and you're not playing to week 15 and you need a defense or something, like the Cardinals, you could probably do pretty good. Quarterback-wise, Kirk Cousins playing the Lions in week 14. So, if you want to get ahead for a quarterback and he's available, do that. And then, yeah, Vikings defense is solid. So, start thinking a little bit ahead about next week because there are so many teams on bye for next week. So, check your team and look at the positions you need for uh, the week after next. Looking ahead on defenses is an important part of fantasy playoffs. It really can make a difference. It's like a 10-point swing if you pick the right defense. All right. Emails. We were talking yesterday about superstitions. Mm -hmm. I have weird superstitions I do as a fan, and you guys thought I was weird. <laughs> Got an email from Patty. 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 Me and my dad love football, and sometimes we find it difficult to find people who feel the same way over here in the United Kingdom. My dad's friend David, God rest his soul, was a huge Patriots fan and the only American guy we knew over here who liked the NFL as much as us. David would come to our house every week, watch the games on TV, and he would always sit in the same spot on the couch, his lucky spot. So he loved it so much that when we got rid of the couch, he took the couch, put it in his garage, and would sit in it before he came to the game. <laughs> anyway, David also had his lucky Tom Brady jersey, and he refused to wash the Tom Brady jersey oh, no. every week that they went unbeaten in 2007. Week before the Super Bowl, his wife washes the jersey. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Patriots going to lose to Danny's beloved New York Giants <laughs> David swore it was his wife's fault that the Patriots lost the Super Bowl in 19-0 and he refused to talk to his wife for three weeks three weeks? that's a little nuts she should have yeah. dumped his ass 
<laughs> wow. This is great. Dude, superstitions are funny. It's lunacy, but also somehow makes you feel better. I don't know. How does this work? If so many people in the world are doing like these random stupid things everywhere, it's just the right mixture. You ever think about that, Danny? I, I Yeah, that's why I do it. You, Everyone has to do their part. It's literally why I do all my weird stuff. <laughs> I vibe with all these. Uh, Eddie says I have a weird superstition with fantasy football where I have to watch my fantasy players play on TV. Otherwise, I don't think they perform as well, which causes arguments with my wife because we're running errands on Sunday morning and if I'm not watching them, I think my players score less. Sometimes I feel the opposite. I, I, every time I watch my players, I think they suck. Every time I watch, they get hurt. That's why I don't watch football. <laughs> Important news. <laughs> Just kidding. I also wanted to shout out Ryan, who's a Ravens fan. And the year the Ravens won the Super Bowl, he he wears, you know, he would wear a jersey on game day, like no matter what he's doing. But if they played like a Monday or Thursday and he had to go to work, he wore his jersey underneath his suit. Oh my. That sounds super <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, I crinkly, couldn't believe like that. sweaty. Can you imagine wearing <laughs> also those jerseys like kinda not they don't feel not, great. Doesn't feel the great skin. on the skin. Yeah, it's definitely not like they're also you know, not the most slimming. Like you really have to. It's like wearing boxer. Like a jersey is like the boxers of the upper half. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a, that's hard to tuck in. Maybe just wear a, wear a Ravens tie. Maybe something. Also, like, like if you're wearing a white shirt or even blue, I feel like you could see the like the the the, the, Purple, the jersey out. through. The, yeah. I don't know. That's wild. All right. Most importantly, we have a follow up with Mister Mister Widelick, the math teacher who assigned oh the our, farts. Oh my How many gosh. farts have ever been farted as extra mm. credit to his advanced math class? The okay. kids have submitted their work. He has graded it. Shout out to the winning team of Riley, Rose, and Bella. The yeah. answer is the, the class basically came in between 20 and 50 quadrillion farts in human history. Okay. But if I want you guys to go, I have here, uh, I, I sent you guys the link. It says farts doc, and uh-huh. this is the link to their work. And it just, first of all, I can't believe someone submitted to a math teacher. It says fart proofs. And <laughs> the work that they did is incredible. They've estimated, they have, they answered Craig's question about like liters of fart, methane, everything. They, <laughs> they got into diet. Uh, I think the Stone Age diet, Paleolithic, made people gassier, more bloated. So probably more farts than average. Like incredible. We, we actually assigned high schoolers all this work. This is incredible. Wow. So that, so they had, the Paleolithic diet made humans fart on average about fourteen times a day. That's interesting. What other kind of power do we do we hold? What else can we have them do? The average lifespan at that time was twenty to twenty five years. Wow, we are living on borrowed time right now, you guys. <laughs> Imagine Craig and I just being like, "Man, well, any day now." <laughs> yeah, DK is like the oldest person on the planet. Geriatric. <laughs> I love the mo- they're talking about. Be- shout out Bella, who wrote diet ranges for the modern age from meat, potatoes, celery, cigarettes, Mediterranean, fast food. This mix, kind of gassy. So we're going to go with 20 farts per person a day. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I Thank you so much to this teacher for assigning this. And thank you to all the students who worked so hard on this. This is unbelievable. Yeah, thank, shout out everybody. You all did a great job. Shout out Mr. Weidlich for believing that we would actually do this. And I kind of can't believe you guys followed up. So thank you. The extra credit question is, how long did it take for you to figure out this problem? And while figuring it out, how many farts were farted among the classroom? <laughs> oh yeah that's the follow-up how, how many, many farts, farts are were farted, farted when figuring out this problem in your class every yes. every year how yeah. many farts are farted in that class factor in the one kid who just eats hot dogs every day for lunch you gotta, you gotta double his numbers <laughs> yeah just okay. like the anthropologists study what everyone eats 
wow, I think we're going to tear people apart. Probably. The craziest part about reading this research is the lifespan of people back in the day. Grim. Grim stuff. 20 to 25 years average in the Stone Age. <laughs> I like that they have the medieval times. They think people were farting like 28 times a day because it was like more bread, wheat, rye. They like doubled it. Medieval times, average lifespan was 37 years. Wow. Maybe in 100,000 years, they'll be looking back on right now. being They lived to 75? Oh my God. I know, right? People think that in like the next generation, people will be literally be able to live forever just because of scientific advancement. I mean, that's quite the um, increase. That's me. I'm going to live forever. I'll be playing fantasy Never football Never going to die. <laughs> Think about the jumps in technology, Heifetz, since you were a kid. No, I agree with that. I, I Because, I mean, the thing people forget about life expectancy is it's, you know, among people who have died. And like, if the life expectancy is like 80, it's like that person was born like before like the polio vaccine. Yeah. Anyway, think well, about, chew on that. This was a much more serious and grim conversation than I thought for the farts <laughs> being farted. Extra credit assignment. Yeah. Do farts increase as you get older? They have to, right? Uh, I feel like babies fart a lot. Maybe it's a bell curve. I think it's like a bell. You go out the way you came in. Yeah, right. Benjamin Button style. Exactly. That doesn't really make sense. But I do feel like when you're like 40 years old, you fart the, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, fart I don't really like thinking about this anymore. Don't you have a child? Is it like all you think about? <laughs> Farts per day, DK. You versus Calvin. Ooh, Calvin probably. Yeah, I think Calvin so. Wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, DK's just eating cheese quesadillas all day. <laughs> but he's drinking milk like like it's nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, he's not, he's not, to be clear, he drinks milk out of a cup. He's not breastfeeding anymore. Just to be clear. He's not like Robin Aaron in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's nine years old, going to fourth grade, just being. All right, well, that okay. lovely image. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to Mr. Widelick. I think it's Widelick. We're going with Widelick. Thank you, Mr. Widelick's class for doing all the extra credit. I can't believe you guys did that. That's honestly stunning. Thank you, Jesse, for production help. Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, Pink Floyd. Whoa. Heavy hitter. Yeah. Have we never done that before? I don't know. I was trying to remember that just now. I probably have. I don't know why, but Another Brick in the Wall was like one of my most listened to songs when I was like 12. <laughs> The song Comfortably Numb reminds me of, like, my 20s. Really? Yeah. Because I would go to this bar every Monday for, I forget why. And, and But anyway, this guy did, oh, it was karaoke. And this guy oh. did the same song every single Monday. Really? The same guy did Comfortably Numb yeah, every Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. like his thing. So we'd oh. go we would go watch and sometimes partake in karaoke every Monday night. Atlantic Crossing in Seattle, if anyone's been there. Was he good? Uh, yeah, he's good. It was his thing. He nailed it. That song is long, isn't it? Yeah. And there's like a lot of like <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> what is it? He's just waiting there's back like and forth. uncomfortably long instrumentals in the middle of the song. All right. Shouts out that guy. I've heard the rumor that they did Dark Side of the Moon with no, like they were sober for the entirety of the album. And I, I can't like, confirm that. Feels unlikely. That's, well, that's why it's, a, it's, it's an interesting, it's a fact. All right. Goodbye, everyone.